Good morning and hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Monday. We've made it to Monday through the weekend. Uh, if you were around here through a whole lot of thunderstorms last night, and it is uh, May the 3rd, so we're in May. I uh, hope wherever you are, uh, you feel the, the presence, the love, the life of our God uh, in Jesus Christ and the presence of that spirit within you. So we are going to um, continue our reading through John 14. We left, uh, if you remember, on Friday we did John 14, 1 through 6. Well, we're going to pick up with verse 6 today, uh, John 14, 6 to 14. But it is out of order, as odd as that is, but I'll explain why in a bit. Uh, So let's break open God's Word, shall we? A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to Thomas, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, then you will also know my Father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Master, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you for so long a time and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own. The Father who dwells in me is doing his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe because of the works themselves. Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I do and will do greater ones than these, because I am going to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name, I will do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything of me in my name, I will do it. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, uh... You uh, you heard. So we started with the same verse that we ended with on Friday. If you recall, Friday's gospel was the one. So again, all of this, chapter thirteen through seventeen. This is all the 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 um, the Last Supper discourse, and uh, we started on Friday where Jesus said, "Do not let your hearts be troubled." In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. If there were not, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? And if I do, I will come back and take you to myself, so that where I am, you also may be. And uh, and that's when Thomas said, Lord, we we don't know where you're going. How can we, you know, uh, follow or how can we know the way? And that's when Jesus said the line that ended the gospel on Friday and begins it today. Jesus said to Thomas, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It's how we talked about on Friday that the way is, um, is not, you know, necessarily uh, a map or, or something that you do A, B, C, D, and E, and, and you get there. The way is a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. 
And, and I love that image because our gospel this weekend was so good. It was out of John chapter 15. So I'm sure we'll hear it if it's not this week, early next week, um, where it's the, the vine and the branches, right? Uh, I am the vine and you are the branches. Um, whoever remains in me and I in them, they will bear much fruit. For without me, apart from me, you can do nothing. You know, and, and that whole image, boy, it's, it's time and again, John brings it here uh, where he says, uh, you know, well, and, and maybe I'll get to that later. Um, but just that, that we have to remain in, in him. The father who dwells in me is doing his works. You know, that just brings that idea to mind that brothers and sisters, if we remain in Christ, you know, and I've talked about it before. If we, we, if we remain connected, and, and I had the chance to do the reflection this weekend, so I won't speak too much about it, but that's, that's really the important thing because that growth will take place. If we remain, God will do the growing, and God will do the growing in a direction we need to grow. And so that's why when people, when, when, when people doubt us, uh, you know, or, and, and particularly Philip here, Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. Uh, how can you say, show us the Father? If you do not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, well, believe the words I speak. And if you don't believe the words, believe the works. The Father who dwells in me is doing those works. That, that if we remain, that Father dwells in us. That sap runs through us. That sap is the Holy Spirit, right? And that Spirit is going to help us grow and help us move as 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 people who live and move and have their being in Christ. And that will be, and that will be the testimony to who we are. I don't know how I got on that tangent. Didn't mean to. So, um, okay. So that's kind of what's happening here anyway. And, and so Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one coming to the Father except through me. And, and again, he, that theme, forgive me, I'm just beating a dead horse, but John is just bringing it back to us time and time and time again. And I think it's part of, of what he's trying to say this Easter. In this reading, he shows not only the oneness of, of the Father and Jesus, meaning John, the author, but he also shows, I think, I think, the oneness of Jesus and the church. Let's deal with the first part. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you know me, then you will also know my Father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Again, you've seen him because you've seen me, right? That's what Jesus is saying. I and the Father are one. And then Philip, in his boneheadedness, and we'll get to Philip, trust me. Philip is like, Master, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Honestly, you can just hear Jesus slapping his head. I just told you. I just told you if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I mean, I, did you not hear what I've said? And, and Jesus, in his exasperation, I love it. Have you been with me for so long a time and you do still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? He had to be thinking, man, I'm going to be going to the cross tomorrow, and I'm leaving the world in, in these 12 people's hands? Oh, my heavens. It had to be a moment of like, God, do you know what you're doing here? I think we all know those moments, don't we? 
I, I think every generation probably looks at the next one coming up and says, we have to leave the world in their hands? I suspect the generation before us thought the same thing. And, and praise be to God that God continues through the Holy Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit, God brought these 12 exactly to where they needed to be. You and I aren't here without them. So he brought them to the place where they needed to be, even though at this moment in time, they weren't there. And we may look at our children, we may look at the next generation that's coming through our schools or, or whatever and say, how can they step up to the task? Well, you know what? When we were their age, we probably weren't much different. But praise God for the Holy Spirit who will invite them to step into the roles that they need to step into at the right time. And that's not a bad thing. A couple of things I want to talk about before I get to the fact that today is a feast day. And that is why our reading is out of order, but I'll get to that in due time. Two things that I want to say, and both things that, that are, I think, important for us to point out in this reading, but know that they are far beyond me. And, and maybe you get them, uh, and, and, I, and I thank and praise God for that if that's true. So it's at the end of the reading where Jesus says, believe in me, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Okay, we know that. He's been talking about it forever. Or else believe because of the works themselves. Okay, we've talked about that. Amen, I say to you. So here's the part. Whoever believes in me will do the works that I do and will do greater ones than these because I am going to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name, I will do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything of me in my name, I will do it. That's hard for me, isn't it? Maybe it's hard for you too. Because I've not done greater things. I, I, I really do believe. I believe in Christ. Whoever believes in me will do greater works than I. I'd, I haven't done that. I haven't done that at all. I haven't raised anyone from the dead. I haven't healed anyone. I haven't... Uh, you know, fed 5,000, I, I, I don't know. I mean, then do I begin to doubt? And then the other thing, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything of me in my name, I will do it. Well, I've, I've prayed plenty and I've asked for things in, in Christ's name, you know, for healings to take place or... or um, things to go in a way that I think best and they haven't happened and people have died or, or things have gone in ways that I would not have. So how do we understand these? I will say two things. And again, this is supposition. If what I'm saying here is not helpful, please throw it out. Um, but this is what I think. Whoever believes in me will do greater works than I do We'll do greater ones than these because I'm going to the Father. So remember when I talked earlier how John is so good about equating Jesus and the Father. I mean, we see it all the time. We've seen it in, in the last five or seven readings. But here, I think, he's equating Jesus and the church. I really think that's what he's doing. He's saying, you know, greater things will you do because I'm going to the Father. And why would he say that? Because he goes to the Father only then, he says, in other parts of Scripture, that he can send his Spirit. And his Spirit wouldn't be in just one place like it is when it is in Jesus. 
you know, when Jesus walked around, the spirit of God was within him. But now that he's at the father, that spirit can descend upon all of us. And you hold the spirit and I hold the spirit. And, and all of us who are baptized into Christ, we, we have that spirit of God dwelling within us. And so will I, Joe Zank, do greater works than Jesus? No, no, I, I will not and have not. But will the body, the church in mass throughout the centuries do greater works than Jesus? Yes, I think it has. Not greater because the, the church has, has not necessarily raised people from the dead. But if you look at all the great works that have been done throughout the centuries by the church, capital C, by the body of believers, through the works of the Holy Spirit, the multitude of, of who they are and what they have done is fantastic, isn't it? And so I do think John is, is equating the church with the body of Christ, with Jesus, which we know Paul will do. Uh, you know, I, I won't say I know. Paul will do it because it's horrific, and he does it in ways that are simply beautiful. So know, my friends, of your and my, even in our small ways, as, as Mother Teresa or St. Therese of Lisieux talk about, that we are called to love, you know, and, 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 and it's okay to embrace our smallness because the greatness is not in Joe Zank particularly or in you particularly. It's in the church, through Christ, in Christ. And, and in his Holy Spirit. And I think that helps us answer the second part here too. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do. Why? Um, it, I, I go back to that great C.S. Lewis quote. The prayer doesn't change God because otherwise God becomes kind of a vending machine. And I become God, right? God heal this person because I know better than you. Prayer doesn't change God. It changes me. And I think that's what that is inviting us to. To not use God and try to change God's mind, but in our prayer, open up so I can take on the Spirit of God. And that way, what God wants is what I want. And so the very things I'm praying for are the things God already wants. Do you see the difference? I'm not in control. I'm not in charge. I'm not telling God what to do. But rather, I'm trying to take on the very Spirit of God, and therefore what the Spirit wants becomes what I want. I do not ask God to revolve around me, but instead I revolve around God. I think, again, this is all supposition. Throw it out if you think I'm off base. But I think that's what John is talking about in Jesus in these, in these last words. I want to talk a little bit about the feast day, and then let's get to prayer, because I've already gone on 15 minutes. Today is the feast of St. Philip and James. <laughs> so that's why uh, this, this gospel, even though it is sequential, it is just a crapshoot that it is sequential on this day. Um, and uh, because it has Philip within it. Not Philip at his best, but it has Philip within it. Let's talk about James first. James, don't confuse James with James, the brother of John. That Those two are the sons of Zebedee. That James is one of the 12, but he is um, called James the Greater. This is James, the son of Alphaeus, what we commonly call James the Lesser. And all we know about James is what I've already told you, that he is James the Lesser, James the son of Alphaeus, and he's one of the 12. That's all we know. Now also, 
<laughs> to confuse you more, but don't confuse this James with the James we read about in Acts of the Apostles, the quote-unquote brother of the Lord, uh, the head of the church in Jerusalem, and the son, we believe, of Clopas. You remember how the Mary, the wife of Clopas, was at the, uh, at the base of the cross, and, and her kids were James and Joseph and Salome and, and those, that James. So these are all three different Jameses. James the Greater was the son of Zebedee, one of the twelve, who tradition has went uh, west and, uh, and is buried in Spain as he uh, evangelized. James the Lesser, the son of Alphaeus, whose feast day we celebrate today. And then another James, the son of Clopas, who was the head of the church in Jerusalem. So again, we know very little about James. What do we know about Philip? Here's what I love about Philip. And, and, and maybe Philip can become your and my, um, just a, a, I don't know, somebody that we take on and, and say, I'm like him. And, and invite him to be our patron saint, as it were, and pray for us. Because Philip did some things great and some things awful. How would you like it if your feast day, on your feast day, we pick out a reading specifically for you, and, and do we tell uh, in that feast day, in those readings, uh, do they tell of some of the great things you did? No, they tell of one of the boneheaded things you did, because that's exactly what happens here where Philip looks like a meatball, doesn't he? Well, where he's like just blind, where Jesus says, hey, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And Philip says, hey, just show us the Father, and that's going to be enough for us. Imagine one of the dumbest things you say, and that's the reading on your feast day. (laughs) Welcome to today, because that's the feast of St. Philip. But you know what? It wasn't the only dumb thing he did, and it wasn't the only thing he did. Another dumb thing he did, let's go back to that, where uh, 5,000 people are there and, uh, and Jesus looks at Philip and says, hey, we got to feed them all. And Philip says, what are you talking about? Five or 200 days wages wouldn't, wouldn't feed all these people. This is crazy. Let's get rid of them. Let's send them back so they can get food on their own. Again, you know, just not ready yet to believe who Jesus was and what he was capable of. But you know what Philip was also? Okay, those were his bad days. And we all have those. But you know what else he was? He was somebody who Jesus went through Bethsaida and, and looked at him early on after he had only had Andrew and Peter and maybe another disciple following him. And he went to Philip and he said, follow me. And do you know what Philip did? He followed. And do you know what else he did? Shortly after he followed and found out who Jesus was, he's the one who ran out to Nathaniel. And, and go in John chapter 1, I want to say in the 40s, and you can read the story. But Nathaniel was the one under the fig tree. And Philip went up to him and said, hey, we found the one who uh, all the, the Old Testament prophets who Moses was prophesying for, you know, Jesus of Nazareth. And, and, and that's the one who um, Nathaniel says, what good can come out of Nazareth? And Philip says these three words, come and see. Not only important because he's inviting Nathaniel and connecting him to Christ, but important because who else said those words earlier in chapter 1? Jesus himself. When they, the apostles were following after him, the, the wannabe disciples, and they said, Lord, where are you staying? And he said, come and see. And now the words of Jesus are the words of Philip. Come and see. Philip had his good days and he has bad days, just like you and I. 
So maybe this is somebody we can honestly celebrate today. Somebody who we know nothing about, but yet he was one of the 12. He was chosen by God and he had to do his thing. Otherwise you and I aren't here today. So today we celebrate the no names and we celebrate the screw ups, but not just the screw ups, people who did it well too. People who live not in the black and white, but in the gray. And that's us too, isn't it? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Again, let's bring all of our, uh, our intercessions and just place them in the hands of our loving Savior. He knows exactly what to do with them. So as begin, let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The first glorious mystery, the resurrection of Christ. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, be well. May your Monday be filled with every good blessing, and we look forward to seeing and being back together again on Tuesday.